you coming to me? I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah, it's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Evil Dead Inks, and howdy folks, you like blood, violence, freaks of nature, then come on down to Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men, see the alligator boy, ride the famous murder ride, most of all, don't forget to take some some hot tasty fried chicken, it just tastes so damn good, block, 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 block. <laughs> See it, hear it, and actually feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're done with uh, large, large franchises, and we're dipping our toe into white trashdom. Yeah, back we, to white trash them because we we visited some Rob Zombie. Yeah, we were we were in Louisiana, so we're staying south of the border. Yes. So yeah, we yeah we've we've dipped our toe in some Rob Zombies. And I was like, fucking, why not dip our toe in the strangest goddamn trilogy that was never intended to be a trilogy? Truth. Because you can't. What do you call this? Like, as a trilogy, like there ain't no one name to it. Mm. Uh, I just have them all three. Like I have House of a Thousand Corpses, and then I just have them all right next to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know why this has been the a, Firefly trilogy. Sh- sure. Yeah, that's probably that's probably it right there. I think they even marketed it that. Now that you say it, that rings a bell. But it's, sounds familiar. Why did movies get to where they are embarrassed to say numbers? Or is that just a, a generational thing that they just stopped doing numbers after a <laughs> certain? thing like this one doesn't even have a part two so i don't i don't know like they just eh, whatever we'll call it whatever we want i I think the firefly trilogy is probably your your best shot there that was yeah good good thinking but yes we're talking the mute the first up is the music video of rob zombie's latest album Uh, i mean the the feature film debut of rob zombie house of one thousand corpses Indeed. Um, now, to like, I got to go way back. Obviously, do you remember there was like a, a teaser trailer for this that was on some Lionsgate VHS? You know, way way back in the day, and it was like it was raining, and there was like someone digging a grave, and it was lit blue, and and that was like the teaser trailer, and it said like House of a Thousand Corpses. There was no no shots from the movie or anything. I just remember seeing that on a couple of Lionsgate VHS tapes um, way, way back in the day, long before this movie ever got released. You know, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. And, like, it was just this, we all had this kind of, like, underground rumbling of, like, what is this movie before we all finally got to see it? Nope. You don't remember that at all? Hmm. Did not. I don't think I saw that. I don't even know how uh, this came into the radar. It must have just been on... Uh, previews on regular ass TV. Probably watching Monday Night Raw. Oh, probably. That's the best I could, best I could give you. Uh, but I did go see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I did think there was a million nods to things, and then uh, later on, when I got the DVD, which 
one uh, boy if we ever complain about clamshell uh dvds the first run release of this was worse it's just straight up cardboard that folds out <laughs> into three pieces but still mm-hmm. just one goddamn disc those are called digi books whatever <laughs> <laughs> throw it on i think i watched commentary making of whatever they had on there and i was like oh I'm digging way deeper than he's digging in on this. Like, none of that stuff was... Like, he just likes 70s, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the Munsters. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, when I... So I... That was the trailer, like the teaser trailer that I had seen, and then it seemed like four years. It was a before. long time before, like, when rumblings of it, and then when it mm-hmm. came out. And... <laughs> When I saw it, I was living at uh, my music producer's house, and this is like early days of internet, where you know he could use like LimeWire or Kazaa, and he downloaded the movie, and he had this like little box that um, you know you could push like up, down, left, right, and you could like stretch your like your computer screen you could hook it up to your tv so you could like make it full screen on your tv like our old crt tvs and that's how i watched it for the first time was with computer speaker audio like over to my right and on like a 27 inch crt tv and that's more work than you need to right and and i remember vividly like he was blown away by it. And the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm going, I, I don't know if, like, I'm supposed to like this. I'm, I can tell I'm supposed to like this. But I don't like this. You know, it was, it was a really weird um, way to watch it for the first time. And so that was kind of, it left like a weird taste in my mouth. Like, well, maybe... I'm missing something because it was a bootleg. Maybe it was like a, you know, a rough cut or whatever. And then I bought it on DVD and watched it and I went, nope, that's pretty much the cut that I saw. So hmm, for a while, this was a movie that I just, it, it perplexed me as to why so many people liked it. Really? Uh, maybe it's the appeal to the simple. The simple minds, because, I mean, there's nothing really there much of a story. And you've said before, like, you could turn the volume off, put on one of his albums, and you're going to get the same out of this movie as if you were listening intently to every word. It, mm-hmm. The dialogue is, is unimportant. It's, it's inconsequential. Yeah. I mean, it's a very uh, straightforward, air quotes, story. It's It feels very much like one of those um, 70s you know, sexploitation, slasher, weird, weird type of movies. It has that kind of, um, I don't want to say unimportance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would. It's, it, <laughs> uh, like, unimportance, but, like, also uh, maybe groundbreaking for the genre. Like, it's a thing that uh, kind of defines a generation or defines a decade, and I feel like even though I was jaded by the movie and kind of like, ah, I don't know if I get this, like it really does kind of have this, um, hold on like two thousands horror. You know what I mean? Like, man, I don't even know if I go that much with it. Cause like it is one type of movie. It's kind of a Texas chainsaw original to mm-hmm. jump, 
but you're intercutting it with a lot of weird like color alterations to the film bits that doesn't like why is like why is this in here like we'll give you yeah. 30 second <laughs> clips every once in a while of things that are more or less unrelated to it the skunk ape comes to mind for sure <laughs> and and then when you get towards the last fourth of the movie then it changes and i think that's what mm -hmm. i was talking to the wife about when i was rewatching it uh for this recording I was like that i think is one of its big problems is it's in one way going and then it goes completely supernatural yes and i think that supernatural twist i'm like fuck off Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, that's why I like Devil's Rejects so much, which we'll get to in a couple weeks, is because there is uh, a, a giant course correct in <laughs> Devil's Rejects. But uh, this movie is uh, just so vibrant in its color and uh, it's aggressive. It's a, it's a very aggressive movie and I feel like Rob Zombie was finding his voice as a director in this movie, but he had done so many music videos and done like art direction for Pee Wee's Playhouse and things like that. So a lot of that comes into play where you're looking at a lot of this stuff and, and you know, he's realizing that he's dumping thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into something that is going to get half a second of screen time or maybe not even be seen at all and kind of realizing that movie making machine. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, going through all the trials and tribulations of studio movie <laughs> type of deal. Uh, I mean, I believe he's had complaints every time he's done a movie about, yeah, the the business itself. And, I mean, I've, if you watch some of his music videos, it's pretty on point with exactly what you're watching with this movie. It's like, oh, he just had to put mm -hmm. dialogue in it. Uh, the ones, I mean... The one saving grace, it's hard not to give some credit, of course, to Otis, but I mean... He's pretty rough in this movie. He's just trying to find out who that character is, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of... Um, like Chop Top, just a few years older. Like a mature mm -hmm. Chop Top, I guess. But uh, Sid Haig is your, uh, is your lifeboat in this movie. Yeah. Doesn't get enough screen time, but man, is it... Uh, Precious, the bitch you get yeah. of him. And that's where I wish the story would more stay. Because if it's in Sid's hands, it's uh, more fun. Capable. And capable. Um, yes. And, okay, so here's the other thing is this is a very large family in this movie. And and some people get completely written out when it comes to the, the direct sequels. They're not there anymore. And it's fine to kind of dwindle this family down. But much like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for me, I feel kind of like everybody sort of has a place. Like, uh, I was just talking off air. I was just quoting the, the grandpa Hugo, like the little guy, you know, he is, he's pretty funny. Uh, despite that whole like Halloween Eve stand up comedy special thing that he's doing. I'm not a great big fan of that. Ah! <laughs> He's chomping and gnawing on her pussy and wake up, Grandpa. There we just summed Pretty. up all his scenes. Yeah, my favorite is when uh, he's watching the monsters with Otis, 
and the cops are like, I'll go outside and take control like I always fucking do. And he like flips him off and then flips off the TV. <laughs> Just sitting there eating his fucking whatever TV dinner. Uh, it looks like Put this me. mashed potatoes constantly. Put me in that some bitch. I'll show you driving. Looks like that's all they're feeding him is mashed potatoes. I know he's not in the sequel because he had died between the yeah, first he passed and away. second movie. Right. And then uh, Tiny, we lose him from two to three. Mm-hmm. He well he yeah he um, burns up in the house in Devil's Rejects. But spoiler. Uh, oh, sorry. Who the who the fuck's watching these movies and wanting not wanting and spoilers is ruining it for you. And we lose um, Rufus at the beginning of. Yeah, he's the only character who dies on screen and not in real life. Mm-hmm. And they also switched character uh, actors. Actors can't talk because he was played by Robert Mukes in House of a Thousand Corpses, and then in Devil's Rejects, he's played by the man Tyler Maine. So, me. Mm. I don't really notice <laughs> big guys. Yeah, big guys. Big yeah. muscle guys, <laughs> long hair, wear wearing mm-hmm. fur, whatever. Um. But we do get also the, Rain Wilson. Yeah, I was gonna say we got the dude from the office, Rain Wilson, and like his one of his big first things here, playing a nerdy sci-fi guy because he's part of the him and the dude that used to run the fucking Talking Dead, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, yeah. and that whatever game show was on whatever fucking FX or whatever channel or AMC singled out. No, it was literally some. Uh, Gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was hot and right they were right when The Walking Dead was uh, in its prime before it before it started its descent, where you host a show and do weird questions, and he would he would never it would be like a points system between like celebrities. Hmm. But he was famous for like he would never tell you like how many points it's worth. He'd be like, "That's good points, points. Nice. You get points." And I'm like, "What the fuck is the score?" It was fun to watch, but man, I cannot fucking remember for the life of me what it was called. But this, Somebody knows. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll... Oh, yeah. I'm tempted as shit to look it up right now. But, um, <laughs> this is during his drinking days phase, I guess, because he's like, ugh, not my, not my best look. But, and you can tell looking at it like, that's the fucking scrawny-ass dude that did the talking dead? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he went... He's still, like, fairly active, right? Like, his career hasn't like fizzled out uh i know some like abuse allegations or uh, mm. some type of allegations came out and that kind of put the pump the brakes on him i haven't heard from him in <laughs> quite a long oh, time bummer. Uh, i don't think that show is still on the talk the talking dead i don't even think is a thing anymore i don't know if it's i don't think the walking dead is at the height where it's uh Needing it's got a like talk. nine spinoff shows. It's just fucking ridiculous. It needs its own post-show talk show anymore. It needs it needs to die. Well, technically <laughs> it did die. Now it's on two different spinoffs, and Rick is still fucking alive. Can't can't do it. I just can't do it. Still waiting um, on that movie to come out. <laughs> I, I don't care. That won't be ten uh, years too late at all. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you didn't jump the shark at all. You just like rode around the shark a couple times that shark that shark's done extinct now mm-hmm. those are our two guys of our four person team here the other are the two girls there who just trade on and off being like in a bad Bitchy. mood about everything <laughs> oh god they're insufferable 
neither one seems like they want to be there at all. And once they're covered in blood, like once they're in the like the second half of the movie, I cannot differentiate them. Oh yeah, I dare like pay attention this time. I'm like, no, which because when I was rewatching from the jump, I'm like, no, I was trying to remember which fucking one is it that ends up in the fucking catacombs at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's the taller one. The one with the shorter brown hair that has the like braids on one side. I think that's the one that gets stabbed in the fucking s- makeshift cemetery. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, don't. it doesn't matter what your name is. I don't even remember what any of their fucking names are. Jerry is... Uh... Jerry! I think Jerry is... Rain Wilson, maybe. Um, <laughs> of course, one's I, named fucking Jerry. He's a Texas Chainsaw fanatic. Loves mm-hmm. loves the seventies, which of course is, takes place October thirtieth, nineteen seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's my son's birthday. Uh, not seventy seven. That'd be weird. But uh, wow, your son is really old. <laughs> he's old as shit. Uh, <laughs> How'd you do that? Also, has one of my magic has one of my favorite character actors. I know you're not overly fond of him, but Walton Goggins is in this movie. He's and, huge, uh, but I'll, even rewatching, I'm like, I asked him, I was like, do you get it? I was like, because I don't get why this guy's a big still. He's always like a wormy fucking guy. He's the same character. He's hilarious. He's the same character in The Shield. Like, he's just a fuck up wormy guy. I I absolutely love Walton Goggins. I'm a Justified fan, uh, obviously a Hateful Eight fan, um, Django fan, so... But I just, I love that dude, and so seeing him in this, and being like, ah, yeah, like, this is probably where he got, like, got his start, you know? He also does, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Invincible, but he does the voice of one of the guys on Invincible. Nope, I can't think of other places off the top of my head that I know, know, know him from, but I remember him from The Shield, this. With Anthony Chiklis? Yeah. I've always wanted to buy that whole series and watch that whole series. I think I can get it locally for probably not even 40 bucks. Like, it's not an Boom. expensive series. It was good. I watched the first, like, season and a half, and then I just fell off and didn't get back. But not because I wasn't intrigued. It was a damn good show. I just... <sighs> commitment issues. Yeah, I know how it is, man. <laughs> TV, TV series, is they're tough. Yeah, but... But I will, I will give him all the credit for bringing Sid Haig back into the spotlight fold because he was a big, again, like most people of certain age in this movie, big 70s stars, not done much since then. I know mm-hmm. there were a lot of the uh, black exploitation prison and sci-fi movies of the 70s. Sid Haig was just all over a bunch of those. It's weird to see him young, like in uh, Coffee with Pam Greer. Yeah. It is really bizarre to see him that young and thinner in the face. <laughs> yeah, and have like like color in his beard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think this really brought him back into the fold of being somebody everybody wants. So that there's this Tarantino moment of picking somebody out of obscurity that no one remembers anymore in today's cinema world and bringing him back. And now he's now now he's everywhere again. Yeah, skyrocketed. Uh, on the flip side of the coin with that, um, we kind of do the other thing Rob Zombie is famous for, and it starts here. Actually, it probably started with his music videos, is his uh, girlfriend, wife, you know, at the, whatever, uh, 
she's an attractive lady. Let's put her in everything. And so we kind of, this is the beginning of the oversaturation of Sherry Moon Zombie, which is now like a meme and everything. It is. And the one meme I'm like, it made me it made me have pause about it. Was like, why do we hate Rob Zombie for putting his wife in everything? He loves his wife. He puts them in, puts her in everything he works in. I'm like, fuck, I guess, sure. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't blame you know, and that's And that's awesome because it's like he's making movies with his friends. And with his wife, and he's ha- and he's making a career out of it, so it is kind of ironic that it would become a meme. But like, people just get so sick of her, and I think it's, I, do, can you explain like why you think people get sick of her? Is it because in this is movie, it because of the laugh, the 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 baby laugh? In this thing? movie, it's the laugh. In the rest of her cinematic uh, adventures, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you okay, so that like just, I'm not a big l- that shit. Just kind of came out of nowhere, like Matthew McConaughey. It's like, hey, don't you dislike that he's put her in all these movies? Don't you just don't like she's in everything? And like, oh, geez, I never really thought about it. I never, <laughs> I didn't have an opinion one way or the other. I'm like, okay, that was that was kind of the extent of my Sherry Moon. Sherry Moon's in it again. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you should have just been like, well, I figured. Like, she'd be the first one cast. Like, um, <laughs> It's cheap. Yeah. He's trying to save money. You don't have to pay yeah, that one. Well, and what I was going to say is I'm not a great big fan of the movie Lords of Salem, like, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I think I've watched it three times. That's uh, twice more than me. And I think we fight. And I own that. I own that shit, too. I own that special edition that came with $4. the soundtrack. Um, but her character in that movie is vastly different from the character that she plays in the the Firefly trilogy and is also vastly different from the character that she plays in 31. So, she does have range. I I, I don't know. Um I don't. It's just a like whatever. <laughs> People just hate the man even fucking loving his wife, putting him putting her in everything he fucking works on. I'll show him. Yeah, that's not that's not cool. But I mean, Tarantino is guilty of the exact same thing, except he's not married to yeah, like that. You know what I mean? Like, like if feet, he could though. be, <laughs> yeah, if he could be married to Samuel L. Jackson, everyone would have a fucking heart attack every time. Well, Samuel L. Jackson's in the new Tarantino movie. Like, of fucking course he is. People love <laughs> to hate somebody that loves something else. Like mm-hmm. Rob Zombie loves Sherry Moon. Quentin Tarantino loves feet. They're like, any fucking gross and weird for like in feet. Not putting them in his whatever. films. <laughs> Put some butts in there like a true red-blooded American. Yeah. Boobs. Yeah. Boobers. And you titties, Which, son. The, yeah. Uh, there. It's it, This is weird, too, because this is a 70s exploitation throwback type of movie. And there are boobs, but there are boobs in, like, those weird cutaways of, like, Sherry, like, rolling around with corpses. and Which is weird, because I could have swore, like, at one point, he's like, I'm not going to show her, like, that she's, like, I don't think any movie else, she there's any exposure of her, like of her, her bits. But you get... Her butt. Yeah, you, like you, you... Maybe a side boob. You get, you get a nipple here in one of those weird, like, they're like promo shots for like a for like yeah. a wrestling biz. Like we're introduced to her, and then we smash cut away to like her just dancing with corpses and music playing, and completely, I guess, killing. If you're like wondering what side of the fence she's 
what side of the fence she might be on because <laughs> they're going to tell mm -hmm. you like, she's dancing with dead corpses. She's not on their side. If someone needs to be killed, you kill them. That's all there is or whatever. Like, There's so many of those weird cutaway things and uh, they are very jarring. I think that's that's the big hang-up for me because I feel like if we cut all of those out, the movie flows. The movie has a narrative. The movie flows okay. But when we For like, a while. it's almost like even even to the end, it flows okay. Like, but when you just, it's almost like pause for station identification or something. You know, like this weird little. Let's have a twenty second, thirty second, sometimes a minute. Like when you got the the guy with the shotgun screaming, "This is hell!" or what? Like this is hell. We, this is so weird. It's just it. It holds for a while, but. Then it gets to the the maker breaker spot to where we've we turned Rain Wilson we've turned Rain Wilson into a fish. Mm -hmm. We've killed the fucking talking dead host listening to Brick House. Oh yeah, we've stabbed <laughs> the one bitchy girlfriend in the makeshift stick cemetery while we get the ha from baby a hundred mm -hmm. times. And then we shoo shoo said the maiden. <laughs> then we put the last surviving random girl here in a coffin with a cas audio cassette tape player that's making all the, that weird ass. That just sticks in my head too. All echoey and weird. But she gets lowered into this grave pit and then that's Cavern, yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden a bunch of like monster guys shoot up out of like murky water and tear the casket apart and she gets away and that's where I'm like the fuck is going on now it's uh they're all in bunny suits so they're all people that um the family has put down there so they're like they live down there cause they can't get away you're stretching me right now <laughs> That, well, that's, I'm, they're all in bunny suits, man. I, so I feel like they've all been either I don't a, operated on any of them in bunny suits in that war. They all just look like they're like like fit guys covered in tar. They tear this casket apart. She gets out of it somehow, <laughs> walking down these these lit caverns. Which another the other thing that's as always the thing that bugs me is like where's their light coming from underground. She runs across, like, yeah, Rob Zombie 40 years from now, walking down there. He's in a bunny suit. I'm like, all right. Which The first thing I would do is pull that fucking hood off my head. Like, I don't need to be wearing right. rabbit ears when I'm down there. <laughs> and then she walks into literally, like, it looks like some shit out of Elm Street. Like, there's a room that's just a long hallway, and the hallway's made of bodies. Mm -hmm. To then a, like, entranceway that looks like some shit out of Jeepers Creepers corpses made bones are made out of this like grand door entrance and then into the like the waiting room from hell dr giggles waiting room yeah yeah people sitting in an like a waiting room chair and then uh, dr satan himself looks looks cool but i don't know what the fuck he's he's working on uh jerry yeah because somehow he didn't die to brick house they're, they're killing him again down there <laughs> and then if you're only this watching paying attention because it's hard to keep my focus on it 
Mm. They tell the backstory, I guess, of the father of this family that tries to set the place up mm-hmm. on, set them up, set the house on fire. Yeah. Appears out of nowhere. He looks like the dude from Resident Evil 3. He And he super shredders himself, too, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and he's just chasing after girl and he yeah he super shredders like hits the fucking pillar and buries himself <laughs> alive yeah and he's the coolest looking villain in the movie <laughs> and i'm like where dope. the fuck did this guy come from why is he just down here <sighs> yeah, yeah he's so, like the miner and somehow she escapes from that gets back to the surface and then we're back to the other movie all of a sudden because she runs across sid egg driving somewhere on a dirt road Mm-hmm. She goes around the car, gets into the passenger seat, does not notice uh, fucking Otis laying down in the back seat, who, of course, sits up, and we smash cut to, I guess, she's back in the waiting room from hell with Dr. Satan, so they, they took her back there, I guess, but, yeah, once that casket's lowered, it's a different movie, and then it, it really goes is. back to the first movie, at the very, very ass end of it. And then back to the second movie a, a second time for the Smash Cuts <laughs> second part of the ending. Yeah, it's uh, jarring. <laughs> you know, and that's... I, I keep going... The more you're talking about it and the more you're describing it, I just keep going back to that, like, my, my first viewing of the movie. And the whole time I was watching that, that first time, I... I'm, I swear to God, I'm sitting there with my buddy, and I'm watching my buddy, like, you know how you can tell when someone's eating something up, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just vibing, and, and I'm going, am I, am I, am I watching? I, I don't know if I'm watching the same thing. Is my brain different? Is my, like, what is going on? <laughs> What's I, wrong with me? <laughs> I was way younger. I can't remember what year that movie come out. Uh, <sighs> so maybe I'm o two, maybe o three. So yeah, maybe right I'm right out of high six, school. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen, somewhere around there for me. And um, you know, I, I was a dumb kid. I'm a dumb adult. So I, I don't know. I just I went with a bunch with uh, some friend, like a friend I had in high school who was in a like a a makeshift like metal band. So yeah. His, so if you're a Rob Zombie fan, you're like, I have to like this. Yeah. So right? their you know band, I mean? their band, and me went with them, and <laughs> I was like, oh, that coffee maker. I was like, I wonder if that's from the Freddy vs. Jason because that had just come out, and I'm like, that's the same fucking coffee maker. And like, oh, the st- like one gray streak in the hair of uh, of Sherry when she's doing her uh, her song and dance. I'm like, I wonder if that's a Nightmare on Elm Street. Another Elm Street nod, and like a few other mm-hmm. things. I'm like, I wonder if that's and that's and that's. And nope, I was working way too hard. Digging deep, yeah. Maybe it's because I was like trying to trying to find a way to make sense of it, but I felt I was going to be in for something fucking very different from Jump when it's the Doctor Wolfenstein bits, and then mm-hmm. Smash cuts to a commercial for Spalding. And it, but I I I got I will give it credit. I love the uh, that opening shot of the gas station. Like, oh my god, it's perfect. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> there may be the best like exterior shot of the whole movie. That big neon sign and pullback. Like, like yeah, and then the the guy with the the fucking meat cleaver too. Yeah, you know, like oh, like all that. I like that looks good, so good. That was uh, on the DVD menus. Which there's the other shining star brought back for if you're 
Uh, I don't know if it's on any other releases, but I know it's, it's on not that. on my Blu-ray. The DVD is amazing. <laughs> uh, but the the menu screen for the DVD original run is you get an mm-hmm. animated Sid just chewing you out constantly while you're trying to pick one of the options, which uh, I just let play for a couple times when I first got. I was it's like, real good. I wonder if he'll say something different when he comes out the second or third time. Like I'm just sitting there watching a menu screen. That's how good Sid is. I, I'll watch some shit on repeat for a few minutes, for 20, 30 minutes. It's like, he's going to do something different, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I want to see it. It's awesome. The Unfortunately, the Blu-ray is so lame. Compared, that 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 DVD is excellent. Um, I do want to say this though, because I'm really kind of harping on this movie, and it's deserved. The, yeah, yeah. But the the older I get, the more I do not um, like mind the aesthetic of this movie. The like you and I were talking a few weeks back when we were plotting on you know covering these three films, and you said there's just something about I'm just in the mood for this movie. You know, it's, it's got an October feel. That's one thing that it, it really does kind of accomplish. It it feels Octobery to me. Wet, yeah. rainy. Everyone's wearing costumes. The colors are beautiful. It has a Halloween um, aesthetic. Aura. <laughs> yeah, and so whenever it is cold and rainy, like we have our our seasons, our 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 mood setters four films like we like to watch seven when it's rainy and dark and crappy i, I kind of feel like uh i've sort of adopted that with house of a thousand corpses like once the candy corn starts flowing then you know people are putting orange pumpkins out and all that stuff like leaves are falling just kind of feels right and uh even if the movie isn't like a 10, you know what I mean? Even if the movie isn't like perfect all the way around and there's all these glaring things that are wrong with it, it somehow still comes back into my, like, I should watch that. I feel like watching that. So it's doing something right for that to, you know, for me to want to do it. I'll equate it to like a Bud Light with lime. Like it's not (laughs) a standard uh, light beer, but it's got a little weird bits to it. Like, Every once in a while, you you would not drink it on the regular, but every <laughs> yeah, once in a while, or twelve of them, yeah, yeah. But every <laughs> once in a while, you might like, yeah, fuck it, give me a Bud Light Lime. Uh, <laughs> and the next movie I feel is definitely like the it's a Everclear shot <laughs> at two Ooh. in the afternoon. Like it's damn, it's a heavy, heavy, heavier movie. Good, but by golly, if there's an after nine p.m. movie next week, will or two weeks out, will be that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not that this one's super light, but it's lighter. Uh, I definitely could, I could take a little less of the in-my-face stuff when we get into the nitty-gritty of it. And some things, even the wife has that, uh, like the, like I feel it's another infamous shot of uh, when uh, Bill Mosley has the gun pulled on your boy, and we get like thirty seconds of just pulling back silence. Or he gets shot in slow motion, which if you're really looking at that in slow motion, man, does that blast behind him happen long before he starts pulling that gun back? Like, oh, yeah, it came out of this gun, I swear. <laughs> uh, she was like, why is this so long? I'm like, maybe maybe just trying to get runtime. Tension. Uh, Tension, but I'm like, 
I would not be a, a surprise if it was like just trying to get the runtime up a little bit. Just like including the skunk ape. Uh, I hate the skunk Weird ape. ass shit. So, uh, sidebar, um, when the pizza girl dies, spoiler alert, in Tapehead Return of Jacob Cobb, that gunshot on Walton Goggins was my inspiration. I wanted it to hold uncomfortably long. <laughs> I wanted there to be like, you're staring at him, waiting for him to move, and you don't know whether you should move. You're like, do I run? I'm frozen. And then, yeah, like yeah. that was my main. That was my main thing. I'm like, it has to be like House of a Thousand Corpses, where it's like, this is unbearable. Fucking kill me. Get it over with. You know, like. And so, yeah, that that's that's where I got that. I was like, I I want it to be like that. And originally, in in the runtime of Return of Jacob Cobb, that went for like 40 seconds. See, and we and I tw- I. I trimmed it down to it's like twenty, but <clears throat> which is still ten less than this. I think it is. Yeah this this is this is long, very long, and we didn't even mention uh, the other cop, uh, Tom Tolls. Which oh yeah, uh, so talk about a weird chameleon as well. Like I really have a hard time. Even again, the wife was like, "And that's the dude from the Night of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety. I'm like, yeah. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like the same guy at all. But it does feel similar to his role in, of course, uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, which I'm sure is what the motivation was for getting him for this. I, I doubt it mm-hmm. <laughs> I doubt it was uh, his other works. Uh, but he's he's good in this. He's endearing the scenes he's in. And it's uh, yeah. surprising when he gets his head taken off. Karen Black. There's, a, there's an interesting debate to have is which do you prefer the Karen Black or when we get to the next movie she's replaced and it's a Leslie Easterbrook that is taking on this role which do you prefer Karen Black I love Leslie Easterbrook but there's something about Karen Black um yeah I, I and, and I not as aggressive it's not aggressive you know what I mean I would categorize it as uh, Leslie Easterbrook can fit in the shoe, but she's got to put her finger in the heel to fit in the shoe, as opposed mm. to Karen Black and just without even opening her eyes, and that shoe's on her foot. So yeah, Karen Black has a long history of you know like Trilogy of Terror mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, Come back to the five is... and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. I doubt that was an inspiration. <laughs> no, but you know, but she she is no stranger to. Um, being unnerving she can play she can play that very well and she doesn't have to scream and she doesn't have to um you know go all over the top she can she can look at you and and you know she's got that like nasty tooth makeup or whatever she can look at you and but she can be um sweet and it can feel like you're safe and then she can kind of like show her teeth a little bit and then or like almost like furrow her brow and then you're like uh i think she's mad at me like you know what i mean like there's like this subtle subtle uh anger in her performance it's really good and uh yeah it's a little lost once we get to 
Devil's Rejects, it's a lot of like, we'll see you in fucking hell, as much as I love Leslie Easterbrook. Oh, yeah, she's she's wonderful. Uh, another thing, other than, of course, the facial hair from this one to the next one, uh, I noticed, again, watching this time, paying attention as close as I could in some spots, I did notice that they have Bill Mosley in contacts in this one. He looks like... So he had some toxic waste or some shit thrown like in his eyes. It looks like it's green. Like he has green mm. eyes. Like toxic green eyes. Yeah. I He's, don't know. The sideburns and shit are weird. Yeah, and really, really thin hair. Oh, yeah. Wicked, wicked thin hair. And those wicked long like sideburns that only come down so far. Like ch- like mutton. Ch- like if you just let Ric Flair have mutton chops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they definitely like refine his everyone's look in the sequel. So yeah, I think he looks better in the next movie. He looks like absolutely looks like fucking Rob Zombie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Rob Zombie and uh, Charles Manson and you know all that stuff mixed together. But yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I this is a fun movie. It's fun enough, right? Like it's just it's it's for a very I feel like at the time this came out, like you said, you you went with a band. Like, it's got to be. I don't think like regular horror fans were ready for this, but I think like the metalhead horror fan. Uh, it, can you call Rob Zombie fans metalheads? I don't. Of, know. I don't know what kind of music that new it is, but either way, old metal slash new metal to I, I don't know. It's, White zombie fans. Um, I feel like his is know. his own brand of shit. <laughs> yeah, like like white trash. Hellbelly, Hellbelly Deluxe, you know, whatever the that album like. His music's like his movies, like it's a Rob Zombie movie, like it's it's Rob Zombie music. Like I don't know what else to put it with. My uh, my son asked me the other day because I have quite a few Rob Zombie songs, and we were uh, taking our little road trip, and he said, "This is Rob Zombie, like the guy who makes movies, Rob Zombie." And I said, "Well, he made music first, and he goes, which do you think he's better at, movies or music?" And I said. They're about equal footing, you know. <laughs> like, um, if you like if you like a Rob Zombie song, you like a Rob Zombie song, and I feel like it's kind of the same thing. If you like a Rob Zombie movie, you like a Rob Zombie movie. Like, ooh ha, huh. kind of the same, kind of the same. Like, I'll listen to some of the music a little bit more, but I'm really like just treading on like the hits. I'm not really like, let me delve further into his album of, of his, mm. I don't want to explore the library. Just give me the surface level shit, and that's that's all right enough with me. Ah, see, yeah, when I was in high school. Um, Which is weird, because outside of the Munsters, we own all his movies, and I'd really. <laughs> Which is the, the fun arguing point with that we that the wife and I have of when we're critiquing someone else that loves Rob Zombie movies like well you do you even have you even seen all like actually we own all the fucking movies mm-hmm. us too that's the monsters is the only one we don't own actually we don't own that uh, El Super Bisto whatever that animated thing up oh, scratch if you're if you're including that and uh, we don't own 31 but we did watch 31 and that was mm-hmm. definitely one where she's like, "You want to buy that?" And I'm like, "I no, I don't." <laughs> I'm good. I, I bought it. I bought it. Uh, I was like, "I'll just watch The Running Man if I want to see this movie better. I'll just see The Running Man and put it on in October, <laughs> so it's it's it'll hit the the same vibe this is attempting to do." There is a on the Blu-ray. There is a really cool like three hour making of documentary. Which is always which is your, one thing that it's always your selling point to me for getting the movie. Is like 
the movie may be dog shit or mediocre or even good, but like he has really good extensive making ofs. Yeah. The so the Devil's Rejects, if you have just the two disc DVD, because the Blu-ray of course doesn't have it, but if you have the two disc DVD, there's one disc that's a making of documentary that's yep. three hours, three and a half hours. And same thing with Rob Zombie's Halloween. There's like a three and a half hour documentary. Incredible. And, and I and I haven't, but man, if I was real, if I if I wanted to, either with that DVD cover, or if I just bought a poster, for all the people like that is definitely the head grand champion of like. So what's like a movie or something you met the most people from? It's this and uh, more more specifically uh, Devil's Rejects. Like I oh yeah, we've met damn near fucking everybody, everybody in that goddamn movie. And I we just, haven't met Brian Pasein. That's it, I think. Yeah. Maybe Jeffrey Lewis, because, yeah, Jeffrey Lewis passed away. Yeah, we can't meet Jeffrey Lewis without breaking some laws at this point. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, damn near everybody else in that movie. Like, yeah. And I keep looking at the because I have no autographs on that DVD. I'm like, if I had gotten motivated and got this autograph, there would be no room left, period, at all, mm-hmm. anywhere. I'd have to get a clear case so they could sign the inside, and I could see when they open the, the clamshell up to see what's on the inside. But... Like wow, this is we met a lot of people from this uh, trilogy, specifically just True. part two. But yeah, this is a real. Can you name them? Can you name them? We, I mean, we, yeah, we've met um, Bill Mosley. Bill. We've met Sid. Sid. We met uh, Leslie Easterbrook. Yeah. Um, we met William Forsythe. Ken Foray. Ken Foray. Michael Berryman. Yeah. Um, uh, EC, uh, EC Daily. Yeah, EC Daily. Uh, did you say Tyler Maine? I did not say Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. Because he's in there too. Um, that's eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that is that is a lot of people. I have to look at the 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 cast role but I was like that's I said EC daily I meant EG daily EC EG EB daily IB <laughs> IB real uh IBP in I'm gonna have to just look so many of them uh Lou Temple that's yes, mine goddamn Lou Temple see people were missing let's oh, see Lou Temple I'm not met Sherry Moon we met did we did we throw Bill Mosley down there yet? Yeah, yeah, he was one of the first. <laughs> Just because I was like, shit, did we? Uh, no, no, no. Not met Danny <laughs> no. Trejo. Not met Dallas Page. You did? They have not. Oh, I was like, you met them, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 no. All cast and crew. Uh, cast. Kane Hodder did the uh, stunt. Uh, coordination for it, so because of course he did. Yeah. Uh, PJ Souls. Oh yeah. Because yep. she has one scene, so we got PJ Souls. Uh, no, not Daniel Roebuck yet. One day I'll meet Arnst. Hopefully. Uh, that might be. That it. might be at nine. Nine might be the grand total. Yeah. Yeah, that's everybody that's listed. So yeah, we could have nine people signed on that uh, that super jam packed DVD 
cover. That's impressive, dude. It is. I thought I had a lot on my Elm Street series, and that's eight goddamn movies, but <laughs> that's Ooh. just one, and then we got nine people on it. Nine, nine, nine? Uh, yes, 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 really yes, yes. Anything else to say about this movie? So, Other uh. than, like, I don't know if you remember how the sequel came about, because uh, I don't know if that was something that they, they are like, make another movie or or what, but, like, I don't... This is definitely a movie you, I would, like, if you're, like... If I pose my own question to me of where do you go from here if you're going to make another one, I'm like, I don't have any goddamn clue where you can... Shit, you can't go anywhere wrong, I guess, because there's no way to say, well, that wouldn't fit because nothing already doesn't fit. Back to the gas station. Just focus on Sid. Sure. That's what I would have said. That's what I would have said, and and probably younger you would have said. And they pretty much do <laughs> come back and fo- you know focus on Sid. Make it Sid-centric. I guess they'll so, use more Sid when we get to the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because we start out with the brother and sister on the run. Yeah. And Sid has to show up midway. But uh, I like the soundtrack yeah. more even for... Even though there's Ramones and shit on this one, I like the soundtrack more for the next movie. I used to have both soundtracks. Mmm. I didn't own any of them. I just... Nope. Actually, scratch I did. I think I did own the disc of the Devil's Reject soundtrack. But that's all because, in two weeks' time. Yeah. Um, when I bought... I, I want to say when I bought the House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack, there was a bonus disc with like the trailer for Devil's Rejects and like a like a blurb, like a thing, like a ten minute like making of Devil's Rejects, which hmm. just shows like the the shootout stuff, some of the shootout stuff at the beginning. I'd have to look. Yeah, I didn't have any of that. Mine was just there was nothing except like an advertisement for Rob for a Rob Zombie album inside the slip <laughs> of the DVD, which I think is still in there. I think it's for his second his second album that came out, which I think Edge used uh, one of his theme songs was uh, "Feel So Numb." I want to say ah, yeah, okay. So there's that. There you but go. <laughs> sure. All right. Well. Let's just add to the pile here with other people that dumped on this movie with those Amazon one-star reviews. Hated it. Michaela, Michaela, Michelle. Micah is not going to do any other reviews on June 29th, 2020. One star, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> just an awful film. The movie would have been maybe... The fil- this movie would have been maybe less than an hour long if it wasn't for the weird and necessary transitions spliced in everywhere. Yeah. The pacing was atrocious. <laughs> the characters were boring and lackluster. At no point in the film did I think any of the actors even remotely had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of this I can't argue with. The two characters in the beginning had more personality than any other characters later on, and no... Insane is not a character trait. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen this. I don't think I've seen even one good Rob Zombie film so far. And yes, I've seen Halloween, the Jason ripoff. <laughs> uh, some of his bits in there, here and there, I'm like, yeah, you, you're on to something. He ain't lying. Uh, on May 16, 2020, from Reviewer... Reviewer. One star. Rob Zombie officially sucks. (laughs) Tried to watch the Devil's Rejects. Couldn't finish it. Should have taken the hint. 
this was a pointless piece of crap. <laughs> no discernible plot. Tries to be a dark comedy, but isn't funny. His wife is terrible, as usual. <laughs> Officially never watched another Rob Zombie movie again. He's like a 15-year-old whose parents got divorced, got mad at the world, became goth, and then decided they wanted to be a director because he had a unique point of view. Dumbest crap ever. Wow. I wonder if there's some projection going on there just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> my parents got divorced, and I'm all goth, and I didn't make no movies. Where's my movie, Rob? <laughs> I feel numb. <laughs> my therapist says it's not good to feel numb. Sean Thomas on September 26, 2019, one star. Captain Spaulding is about the only part of this movie worth watching. You're not necessarily wrong there beginning is the only part that's worth watching everything else makes no sense whatsoever i had high expectations for this movie given the amount of love uh sid has gotten for this role in a house with thousand corpses i was severely let down after spaulding after the captain spaulding scene in the beginning the movie quickly deteriorates into a meaningless mm. montage of crappy special effects and scenes that will have you scratching your head i would not recommend this movie to others i would not high number 14 people found that helpful i was gonna say how many people found that helpful? 14 <laughs> natalie slater on october 9th 2019 one star predictable and derivative bullshit bullshit derivative <laughs> saw this in the theater and thought it was an am thought it was amateur hour <laughs> But recently, a lot of my friends whose opinions I respect started talking about how much they love this movie. Mm. So I gave it another shot. God, Rob Zombie, <laughs> this is just not good. Is just not good at making movies. He should be. He likes cool movies. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cool stuff in his house. <laughs> and yet, this... <laughs> This and every other movie I've seen of his is terrible, just totally predictable, corny, and bad. I love the logic of he likes cool movies and has cool shit in his house. He should make cooler movies. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that, yeah, that doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense. Like, I like heart surgery. <laughs> I think heart surgery's rad. It doesn't mean I should be able to do it. Uh, I would love to have that on the cover. Like, <laughs> Rob Zombie's seen a lot of cool movies and has cool shit in his house. I expected more from the movie. 16 people found that helpful. Holy fuck. <laughs> Somebody's like, man, he has cool shit in his house, but he makes a shit movie. I'm out. I... Rondell Dale Branch on uh, New Year's Day 2017. Ooh. One star, House of 1000 Snores. Or Snores. <laughs> I thought in my head I said snores. He says sores. Oh. Wow, this is a cult film for sure. Horrible and completely boring. It tries in <laughs> many ways to be something, not sure what, but it fails on a lot of levels to be anything but a complete mess. Not scary, not chilling, not even shocking, just boring. The acting is okay, but the writing and dialogue are tired, and the whole premise has been done in better movies 30 or 40 years ago. Dang. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jeff on July 25th, 2021. One star, terrible, just an off movie with terrible acting and writing. Barbara Gramado. Gramando. Barbara Gramando. Mm. January 28th, 2021. One star, trash. This movie was absolute hot dog water. 
<laughs> hot dog water or hot dog water? Uh, I don't know which do you think is worse. Well, I I'm like gonna, hot dogs. <laughs> so would you I rather don't. drink hot dog juice out of the packet or hot dog dog water in the summer? Like, as in... A dog like, bowl of water that's been sitting out in the summer heat. Nope, nope, I'd rather drink hot dog water out of the packet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say the hot dog water is worse, not hot dog water. <laughs> Francisco Javier Rosa, January 11th, 2017, one star boring. <laughs> Francis, December 18th, 2016, one star dumb. Clay, 1971, on November 2nd, 2015, one star horrible. A lot of one-word reviews. Yep. And my last one star from Sharon R. Andrews on August 2nd, 2018. One star, 900-some-odd corpses short. <laughs> Don't promise me a thousand corpses and then fail to deliver. <laughs> if you're going to show a female against the corpses, don't make her such a wimpy idiot. Show me a guy who can stand up against Dr. Satan and kick his butt. At the very yeah. least, show me a woman who is smart enough not to get into the wrong car at the end. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like that Sharon thought she, thought she had seen a hundred corpses even. I don't even know if it's that. No. No. Pretty short. Pretty short of that. <laughs> but yeah, that was something I even I also was like, I guess it's not literally a house of a thousand corpses because... Built out of corpses or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Leatherface House of Corpses. And I was like, we don't have a lot of corpses. I guess these are the thousand corpses, this hallway shot. What's, what's this wall made out of? People. Fe femur bone. <laughs> You're all... Mm -hmm. The femurs taste like femurs. <laughs> Everything in here is edible if you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a tagline I would love to have on the cover. <laughs> Give me the Willy Wonka of Give it let him do. I'm surprised that's not been on the on the on the docket, him redoing Willy Wonka yet, because that's that's of his era. Oh, he probably will, you know. Um I'm kinda we I'm, get that I kinda wanna see weird. the Monsters movie just to see if he can fucking make any movie that's not placed in the seventies and does not have any like excessive fucks and shits and goddams in it. I'm gonna lean towards no. Um Morbid curiosity more than absolutely anything is why I would want to check out the Monsters, but I've had the opportunity, haven't. Uh well if I find it in the like five dollar bin I, it's been on one of the streaming services. I could have watched it off that, and I was like, ah. it went straight to went straight to Netflix, right? Like, that's right, that's right. Even when it came out, like I think that when it was officially released, it was only eleven bucks, like mm -hmm. not expensive at all. And I was like, that's eleven dollars too much for me. And I was never a huge Monsters guy anyway. I was, and that's why I didn't want to watch this because, like, oh. I I have all the Monsters stuff. Like, I love the Monsters. And I don't want to see it fucked up. And that was kind of my deal. Like, mm, you know, some people like Adam's Family. I wasn't a big Adam's Family guy. I was a Munsters guy. I was. I have, I have all those movies. Like, even when they replaced Fred Gwynn after Fred Gwynn died. And, like, you know, I have all that shit. <laughs> I was ultra light, 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 light casual with that and the Adam's Family. But I do like the Adam's Family movies. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't watch when they replaced 
Raul Julia because he had died with Tim Curry. Maybe the only time I'm like, Tim Curry, I'm like, I don't know about this, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they made another Adams Family movie, so. Yeah, they made another. It was real, like they replaced everybody in like the third movie. And yeah, Raul Julia is gone, so they have Tim Curry playing his role. Nobody mm-hmm. else is carried over. Maybe, maybe uh, Lurch is the same because fuck else he is he doing? <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know, man. He's the one like he'll come back for whatever budget you got. Mm-hmm. But the rest uh, of the MC entire on the soundtrack for the third one. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, who knows? He may have been acting in that shit. Who knows? He may probably needed the money at the time. Maybe. Uh, well, shit. Too too legit to quit. I I like me some too legit to quit. Who, uh, who doesn't? Now that we're done with the Amazon one star reviews, evil. What does that mean? It's time to lace up the boots, cue the uh, Motorhead tribute band, and let's play (laughs) the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. And how you playing? On humans ain't nothing but nothing. They're all like scared little rabbits. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run! Indeed. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, it is indeed time to play the game. And if you're new here, welcome. But you're probably scratching your head asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself where you got to pick a prop from the movie that we are covering. But it can't be a well-known prop. Uh, we're covering House of a Thousand Corpses. So... You ain't got... There ain't no... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to... I guess everything's a deep cut prop from this movie, so just tell us what you want. The color let filter. Us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Can't take that. Uh, on the comments on this podcast, let us know on Discord, Patreon, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you find us, because we want to know what weird thing you would take from this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Go ahead. Sure. Um, (laughs) Sure. Having a good time. uh, Yeah, not. uh, Hmm. Yeah. I can tell you put a lot of thought into this one. (laughs) Well, dude, because there's, it is, again, I say this every two weeks, but, like, there's so many things you could take. This movie is, there's a line in the movie where, like, some bitches ought to have a yard sale, or never had a yard sale, or whatever. Pack like, rats that were throwing anything away. I guess not. Like this movie is an assault on the senses of like <laughs> there's like there's stuff everywhere. Yeah, there's so much stuff everywhere. Uh, I, I and I and you and I both we really like that opening sequence and and the, everything with Captain Spaulding. So I think if I had to take anything from this movie, it would be the like big flip off monkey hand that has the bathroom key on it oh yeah which changes to like it's showing like the devil like rock out sign when they mm. you see it the second time it goes from the middle finger to the rock sign Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's you know if i gotta take something i'd probably take that um maybe maybe the agatha christie o's cereal <laughs> that tiny is eating gross <laughs> but yeah there, there's just so many weird like paper mache things and doll heads and those mache paper mache masks are fucked up. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like they look 
like they're they're, I, they're unnerving looking. <laughs> Not all yeah. of them. They look like some <laughs> shit I would see of people that would kill me in New Orleans. Yeah, or you know, like nineteen twenties Halloween. Like yeah, these are all Mardi fucking... Gras massacre masks. <laughs> Terrifying. Hundred uh, percent. I'm gonna take the the giant neon sign. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just attach that shit to the front of the house. Just right on the roof. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we're here for the mm-hmm. monsters and madmen. Like, yeah, this is from the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that like loop playing too. Like, see it, hear it, and actually feel it. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, the wife would definitely cut that wire after the first hour, for <laughs> sure. But the giant sign, the neon sign, uh, looks gorgeous. I would just put it over my my kid's window. <laughs> so it's blaring through on her side of the window. You can't see out the window, but you can see the light through it. Why do you have a suntan on one half of your body? <laughs> no, that's from the Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. <laughs> like a fucking bug zapper. <laughs> yeah. Like gr- she has like a grate. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst in the fucking dead of uh, summer. All the bugs, mm. that would just be hanging on that fucking sign. That'd be, mm-hmm. It'd be like a September project just cleaning the shit out of that sign every year. <laughs> Hosing it down. Just, yeah, and fucking recording it and putting it up so I can just drive all the zombie fanatics nuts and like, oh, my sign's all crusty and dirty. Let me just hammer it out really quick there. <laughs> just damaging the shit out of the sign. Like, ah, oh, none of y'all want this, do you? I ain't selling it anyway. I'm gonna keep fucking it up. <laughs> uh, just spray painting it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother cleaning it. Just spray paint over it. Yeah. Yeah, just leave the bugs intact on it. <laughs> That's the white trash cleaning right there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's that's a fire firefly method. Mm-hmm. Just a fresh coat of paint over all the bugs and innards and whatever. Yeah, that's oh boy. That's what I'm taking from House of a Thousand Corpses again. Somehow, one way or another, send us what the fuck you would take. Cause yeah, maybe maybe if people start telling us what they would take, we'd have an idea what a deep cut might be. For this yeah, fucking I, movie, because I don't know what would be. You know, and basically what I was gonna say was like, uh, maybe not like the rain, Captain Spaulding, the like, Rain Wilson shoot. fish boy suit. <laughs> Fuck that! That that ain't low hanging. I'm taking that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang him, the in alligator the, boy yeah. or whatever. Fish boy. <laughs> How'd you like to find that in your pants? Uh oh, or whatever. The- <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But if you travel cross country, but I don't. But if you did, but, but I don't. Let me ask you a question. How come you're asking so many jackassy questions? <laughs> Son, look around. Would I be surprised? No, you would not. And I suppose, Evil, uh, on that note, we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us, right? I tell you what, Ski King, why don't you take your mama home some chicken and then I won't have to put stuff my boot all up in your ass. I remember you. You're the one who made my dreams come true. A few kisses ago. I remember you. You're the one who said I love you too 
didn't you know? I remember to a distant bell and stars that fell like the rain out of the blue. the rain out of the blue when my life is through and the angels ask me to recall the thrill of them all then I will tell them I remember 